things that bump in the night. Things that creep us out. Voices from another realm. The figures that move out of the corner of your eye. That odd light in the sky. Hey everybody, welcome back to It Came From Amity. Welcome back, we're in studio today. Man, I know that it's been a few weeks, and um, part of that's the holidays. Um, I got sick um, back right around Christmas, and it kept me from really being engaged. And Everyone's been getting sick too. Yeah, it's been bad. And whether Was it COVID, or did you... My test came back negative really? right, after, right after New Year. That's um, good. So I don't... But by the time that I was able to get in for a test, all my symptoms were gone. So it could have been, it could not have been, it could have been the flu. But I still stayed home and I didn't go to work. And um, I did a ton of TikTok videos, which I'm sorry if you follow me on TikTok mm. for basically the bombing that occurred on your feed. But uh, hey, I was bored. Um, I thought TikTok was dying. No. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I'm out of the loop then. I've never used TikTok once it's, in my life. It's dude. fun. It's. I was skeptical, um, but I got on it and I was able to find some pages that I liked and some, and it's algorithm based too. So once you like some stuff, especially like if it's political entertainment, whatever it is, it'll your algorithm will start feeding you into that, and that's what your feed will consist of. But it's my dogs, cool. if you can hear them, they're trying to dig out of their crates or something. Yeah, they think they're Steve McQueen in there. Yeah. Um, He's got a broken off spoon in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, but I'm glad to be back, man. I love podcasting. I love discussing the stuff that we talk about. He loves hanging with Noah. I do. And, and I, and, and man, we have a good time doing this and we're, um, actually going to embark on a little bit of an adventure. When we get done recording, we're going to do some randonautica stuff because, if we don't show up, if, if you don't hear from us after this, we went somewhere we shouldn't have went. <laughs> right. I am a little nervous about it. I am too, but yeah. I am very excited because we've been talking about doing some adventure for the podcast and just, and, and really for our own boredom. And, um, you know, we talked about doing the investigations, which we're still slotted to do. We're going to do step. We're going to do, um, Morgan Monroe. We're going to, we're going to go to Pixie theater. We're going to do all this stuff. Randonautica is something you could... It's like the DoorDash of creepy, really. It's something you can do right now. You, could, you, can, you can set your distance to whatever you want, and it'll locate something for you. And we're, we're going to actually go do a Randonautica episode, um, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But anyway, I'm just glad to be back. I'm really glad to be back. I'm pumped up. I'm fueled up. I'm rested. Noah, I think, is a little annoyed at okay. my, my energy level no, right now. No, we're good. But, uh, I want to be a succubus and suck <laughs> off your energy. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, man. Just got... I need it. Just... Man, it just... Got a little weird. Got weird, but it, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying no. Hey, we could whatever. do an episode on succubi. succubi. Yeah, They're the like suc- vampires, the succubi aren't they? and incubi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and that's where the band Incubus gets their name, by the way, in case you were wondering. There aren't they like a pretty much vampires? 
They suck your energy. Um, yes and no. They're, yeah. They are sexual demons, and supposedly, according to the lore, the female version is the succubi, the mm-hmm. male version is the incubi. The suck, which if you're a man, and see, there's I've done some research on this because I think we talked about when we were doing like the demon episode, we talked about the succubus a little bit, and if you can actually supposedly do rituals which will summon a succubus and then you can have sex with a demon, uh, in theory, like Jonah Hill on This Is the End, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, and then, of course, the, the male version is incubi. So if you're a female or you're gay or whatever, uh, you can do a ritual. It'll um, summon an incubi or incubus, and then you can have sex with a demon. So there you go. Um, I don't know what that ritual is. I couldn't tell you. I don't know from experience. I'm just telling you what I've learned. We're not saying that all gay men want to have sex with a demon. Casey just threw that in there. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, so today's episode... Um, a lot of you are probably very familiar with it. It's called the Deep Web, Dark Web, Hidden Web, Invisible Web. Pizza Gate. <laughs> Pizza Gate. Wasn't that part of it? Uh, part of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it was involved in it. Um, it was a key of it. But, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's, you know. But anyway. Um, so basically what it is, it's an index of websites that's not accessible via, like, Google. Um, you cannot access it via Bing. You cannot do it in a in a normal way. It's like those old things you used to have as a kid where you would see like a picture mm-hmm. and you would have to put on special glasses and then you would see stuff in the picture that you couldn't see without the glasses. That's the deep web. It's there. It's on servers and stuff, but you have to be able to access it somehow other yes. than like you can't just Google it. Yeah, and, and there... There is specific way to access the, the deep web. Yeah. And I've done it. And there is... There's not some good stuff on there. There's a lot of bad stuff on there. There's a lot of bad stuff. And and, and I we're, and what we're going to do is not only talk about the deep web, I've also researched and dug up some stories regarding the deep web that will be of interest and very creepy. Um, now... It's like the limbo... For all the stuff that's too bad to make it onto the regular internet. It's yeah. like the deep space that stuff just floats around there. See, most people think of the internet as like its own universe, right? Mm-hmm. Like cyber universe, everything and anything that you want successful. And that's right. Technically it is, yeah. However, what you really need to think of this internet as, as like, to quote Shrek, it's like an onion. There's layers to the internet. Right. And really what we have access to on a normal basis, like Facebook, Google, um, Twitter, that is all very superficial layer of the Internet. Yeah. Um, It's the consumer level. Basically. I mean, I think I remember seeing something one time is that like the layer that that mostly that we access is like something close to like maybe 20% of what the internet actually consists of Yeah. because the military and the governments use the internet too. And we don't have general access to that. Um, and then you have like the deep web and that is a massive amount of information. However, since it's not readily accessible and it's not readily monitored, like the superficial version of it or the top layer version of it, you can get into a lot of trouble really fast. Obviously, the CIA and stuff, they monitor it. They do, to a point. Yeah. But it's hard because 
typically when you go into the deep web, you do so using like a VPN. Um, yeah. So that way you're, because it doesn't save to your cookies. It does not save to your internet. Right. Like it doesn't browser save your history. location. Um, and then there are a lot of people, a lot of bad people, very bad people in there who will be trying to track you, trying to use you as a target. And we'll get into that too. Um, Plus, Anonymous is on there a lot, too. Anonymous uses it a lot. Um, I kind of see Anonymous as a protector of the people, though. See, I used to, and they've kind of gotten off the rails in the last few years. Really? Um, when they started out, they had good intentions. Yes. Yeah. They, but they've they've opened up so many pedophile rings. Yes. So you got to give them credit for that. No, I definitely do. I just think that they've they've slackened off, yeah. is what I'm getting. Um so basically, like I said, we, we tend to, to call, like, like your, your Google, your Facebook, Twitters, eBay, that's all surface level internet. Uh, in 2001, the computer scientist Michael K. Bergman actually is the one credited with coining the term um, of like the deep web. Um, and as I said, it's hidden. Mo the content of the deep web, it's actually hidden behind the HTTP forms. So you cannot access HTTP. And guys, and, I'm, and I want to be very clear. I am not a computer whiz at all. Yeah. Uh, this information is readily available, and that's what I'm pulling from. Is like Wikipedia and like two or three other source material here. And I'm deriving off that like it's a book report. So, um, so you have your webmail, online banking... <coughs> Uh, social media pages, profiles, web forms, anything that requires like registration, you'll not have on the deep web. Um, what the deep web, how you get access to that is like through URL and IP addresses, and sometimes it might require a password. Um, so the deep web, that term comes about in 2009, and a lot of illegal stuff happens on there. Um, you're talking black market, drug trafficking, human trafficking. Uh, matter of fact, um, what was that one uh, e-commerce uh, company that was credited with, well, accused of human trafficking? Um, Wayfair. Wayfair, yeah. Uh, supposedly they were dealing on the deep web. You get human organs for yes. sale. <laughs> uh, yeah, human organs, uh, child porn. A lot of that stuff is being dealt with on the dark, deep, invisible web. Um, the One of the most famous websites on the deep web, and it's very, very infamous, is called the Silk Road. It's named after the Silk Road from the old Mongolian Empire. Mm -hmm. um, and you can hire hitmen. You can get drugs. You can get sex workers. You can get Basically anything. Anything from the Silk Road. And several, several times, the U.S. government has shut it down. Like, they actual found the, the actual coding for the website and yeah. had it shut off. And then within a few weeks to a few months, it'll pop back up. Well, it's like torrent sites. They just pop right back up. And that's what you can do is you can actually... <coughs> I want to be clear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also tell you how you can access it. And I know that it seems like I'm giving away a, like a big secret, yeah. but you can literally get it on Google right now. Google how to access, and I'll tell you. And and how you do it is through something like Tor, and which is a deep web access type of app. 
something else that you would want to do before we get further is you would want to download a VPN so that way it encrypts your IP address yeah. because like I said bad people are going to try to track your movements right. and you're going to try you to don't want to get caught on there uh, and even if you did, it's not illegal to be on there. But what you don't want is like someone, like a human trafficker, to find out where you are yeah. and come get you. And that type of stuff has happened. Or a human, or a drug dealer thinking, "Oh, he's on to me. He knows this now, yeah. so now I got to go kill him." Yeah, and that type of stuff has happened. So yeah. if you do go to the dark web, it's very important whether it's be on your computer, your tablet, your cell phone. You have some kind of VPN that's running to protect your IP address. At, at, or just be like me. Just don't get on there. <laughs> you know, don't risk it. I'm going to be honest, man. Curiosity got the best of me. Yeah. And I, I did it. Is it is interesting. And I got on there, and I was probably on there for a few weeks. Really? And I and I, and I, and I was getting, and I didn't see anything, like, really, really bad until yeah. about my third or fourth week. And I was like, done. I'm done. I'm over this. Yeah. Because, and also, it the, the dark web can be harder to navigate because it's not indexed like the surface level web. So you got to kind of know what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, you can stumble into some stuff that you'd rather not stumble into, which is what I ended up doing. And I really regretted it anyway. Uh, so, uh, so basically, most of the content is non-indexed, which is uh, and and it's like I said. So basically, you're going in there and you usually either a have a really good idea of what you want, yeah, so you know what you're looking for, or b you're just kind of blindly searching through it, like like you'd have to imagine like you're just space junk and you're just floating around and you just stumble into something, which is what most people do, and that's how they find some of the bad stuff they find and then get completely terrified because oh my god I'm not supposed to be here yeah um, so there's um, <clears throat> someone that once said uh, actually it was an article um, and it was in, in, in an excerpt says this it would be a site that's possibly reasonably designed but they didn't bother to register it with any of the search engines so no one can find them you're hidden and that's why I call it the invisible web um Another use of that term was by a guy named Bruce Mount and Matthew B. Cole of Personal Library Software, um, and that, yeah, and they and they said it was the number one deep web tool found, and that was in December '96. So the deep web's been around for a long time, and not that it, I mean, it obviously would have been, um, and yeah. that's simply because probably like, since the internet's been around. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like this: the internet's like a void, and like I said, I mean, if you would think. You know, surface level is what we have access to. Like I said, it's like the cosmos. There's just this massive amount of everything, and you're just going to have to deal with what you find when you go to the the deeper, darker portions of it. So, to explain the indexing methods that they do have, you have your contextual web, which are pages with content varying from different access contexts. Um, so this IP address is a previous navigation sequence. You have your dynamic content, which are returned in response to a submitted query or accessed only through a form, uh, especially if it's an open domain input element like text fields or, uh, or other things like domain knowledge. And then 
uh, you have your limited access content, so sites that limit access to their pages in a technical way, uh, like using robots exclusion standard or CAPTCHAs, like you know when you're trying to put in some random uh, text field of like numbers and letters, so you prove you're not a robot. Um, and then you have like your non-HTML text content. So you have like your image and your video files, specific file formats not handled by search engines, which is a lot of what the dark web is. Private web, scripted content, software, unlinked content, web archives, robot text files, an IP address, whitelisting, blacklist. Um, so those are kind of the different ways of like how the the web is indexed. Um, content types, man, there's all kinds. There's um, you search engines on there, um, sort of, kind of. Um, there are some search engines on there. So, like, when you get to the deep web, you can actually type in like in index like certain like deep web search engines there's deep peep into deep web technologies deep peep doesn't sound good it does not uh skyrus and amaya.fi um i guess they said here that into ran out of funding is now a temporary static archive as of january 2011 and skyrus retired near the end of january 2013. where's the one with all the kate beckinsale nudes google okay <laughs> google images <laughs> Uh, incognito. Um, <laughs> so, and again, you would need to get to the deep web. You have to have special software, and you can actually download this from like your Google Play Store, Apple uh, uh, Store. So, if you're running like a tablet or uh, your cell phone, you can do this. Also, you can go to Google. Like, if you're running on a desktop, go to Google, type in, like, Tor, and you can download the software for that. And that is literally your your gateway into the deep web. Um, so, uh, you have, like, someone like Alexander Natalis, Petros Zephras, and Jung-Hoo Chu of UCLA created a hidden web crawler automatically generating meaningful queries to issue against search forms. Um, and so that's kind of basic. Um, also, and I'm going to tell you this, uh, and this is how I did it. So in 2008, to facilitate users of Tor hidden services and their access in search of a hidden onion suffix, which dot onion, Aaron Schwartz designed Tor 2 Web, a proxy application able to provide access by means of common web browsers. Using the application, deep web links appear as a random string of letters followed by a dot onion top level domain. That's how I did it. You can do it that way. Um, again, run a VPN. Yeah. That's honestly that's probably the biggest tip I would give you is run a VP a reliable VPN to hide your uh, I run a VPN just to do regular things right. at this point. And 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 that and you should. Yeah. And you would want to you would want to definitely being on the deep web. That that's <laughs> there yeah. That's exact that's 
for me, I, I would never go to the deep web without running a VPN. Well, enough technical talk. Uh, yes. Let's get into some examples of what the deep web has done. Well, don't mind if we diddly do. <clears throat> it's done good and bad. It's actually done a lot of good having records like that. Yeah. It gets people busted for things. Well, that's the other thing, too, is something to understand is that when you're on the deep web, nothing is bookmarked, nothing is archived, nothing is saved in your cookies. It is But people can still, like, the FBI can still keep... They can still keep records of it for evidence. They can find it and capture it somehow, you know? Yes, and it is extremely hard. Uh, Now, once they do find stuff, yes, they can catalog it. They can do things as far as that. But, like, to actually be looking for something, uh, like child porn, child Mm. trafficking, stuff, to actually find pages that are running that is extremely hard to do And because they're running VPN as well. And Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it can be very hard for them to to find these people, right? Um, so let's see. Get into this. All right. So this one here is from the thoughtcatalog.com. They got seventy five plus stories, and we're not going to do all for seventy five, but we'll get to a few of them. Um, one of them. Well, well the first one. It's called IRL Cannibals. It's a cannibalistic forum about eating people and being oh. eaten by people. Uh, some members even chat and arrange meetups where to eat each other. Like, I need someone to eat my fresh meat. I am juicy and tender and oh. all that crazy stuff. So Went straight there, didn't you? It, <laughs> yeah. Straight into it. Um, yeah. So there's another one uh, about... And they don't necessarily have, like, obviously, like, the the site names. It just describes them. So they have this one site. This one woman says in a subreddit that I remember finding this site that was dedicated to women who can't deal with the fact that their babies have been stillborn. And it was filled with pictures of dead fetuses dressed up and had this really sad, creepy song playing as you scroll oh, through. Really, really dark. That's just sad. Yeah. Um, it says here there's another one where it's a, a page... Um, that no one can figure out. It says, no one has been able to figure out what this subreddit is or means. Every single post is made with some type of encryption except for two posts in English that say, help and please help us. Every other post looks like this. For anyone interested in taking a swing at this mystery, I made some progress on it about a year ago before finally giving up. Here's the thread I made containing some useful info. And there's a link to it. Um... Okay, that's weird. Um, it says here that there's a video of a girl with a mask on sitting in a dirty room on top of a bed. There's a radio playing, which sounds like it's from World War II. The girl has a plate of something, and they look like sandwiches. She starts eating. However, the mask doesn't have a mouth hole, so she's basically just jamming it into her face and letting it fall all over. Um, okay. And like I said, they're not all... What's the point of that? I would imagine it would probably just be like psychological. So you're watching it going, what in the world? Now you got to remember, there's a pretty good case that that woman with the mask on eating the sandwiches, probably there's a chance. I don't know how good of a chance, but there's a chance she's doing it against her will. Yeah. 
yeah, prisoner. That's, that's something to remind you is that there's a good chance that some of the people that you're watching while you're watching these videos, they're not doing it because they want to. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow. Well, that's not really deep web, but okay. Um, when I was younger, I would frequent steakandcheese.com and rotten.com and just go through to see the darker side of the world. Uh, now, I used to go, when I was in high school, I used to go to rotten.com. Rotten.com. I remember that. <clears throat> that was definitely not deep web. No. That was surface That was like web. the Newgrounds version of the deep web. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there was some messed up stuff. I mean. It wasn't. Most of it was fake, you know? Yeah. I mean, like there was one guy that got it basically his face peeled off and a motorcycle accident i mm. remember seeing that uh they had like autopsy videos of celebs and mm. stuff i mean it was your basic just teenager curiosity you know gore yeah. is what it was you know oh i'm 15 i'm gonna look up some weirdly weird stuff you yeah know? And of course now you can go to google images do the exact same thing and rotten.com is no longer in existence actually i remember um, they had like the chris farley death photos yes. on there and stuff like yep. that yep I really don't care to see it, but still. Yeah, they had all kinds of stuff. Um, so this guy here goes on to say that on Rotten.com, there was um, the worst album was called Dead Blonde. The first picture showed a naked corpse on a table as if she were about to be embalmed. Her skin was green and her hair was yellow. Bright colors for a dead lady. Anyway, I went to the next picture, and it was just taking an angle where it looked like she was looking at the camera. It was so scary to see her dead eyes staring into my soul. I couldn't sleep for a few days after that. And like I said, that's not deep web. That that surface. Um, and so, not really. Ooh, here we go. Uh, so apparently there, the, this here is actually telling us some sites. This one here, um, there is a infamous locale in the deep web. It's called the Human Experiment. It's a website detailing the less than ethical experiments of an anonymous group of doctors and medical students, hoping to prove, as their tagline suggests, that not all humans are equal. For some of them were born superior to others. Nazis. That's what I'm getting. The site's about us section is pretty straightforward. In this website, we attempt to illustrate several experiments that are being conducted by our group on human subjects. Of course, the deep web is full of Nazis. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. The people chosen for this range of experiments are usually homeless people that are unregistered citizens. Experimentations range from starvation and water fluid restriction, uh, vivisection, pain tolerances, infectious diseases and organ effects, transfusions, drug trials, sterilization, neonate and infant tortures to x-rays, heat, and pressure. Laboratory exper uh, examinations with full blood counts, urinalysis, chemistries are done at hospitals where we take the samples and send them under other real patients' names. The results are carefully dispersed so as not to arouse suspicion. The bodies of the dead are dissected and then disposed of in dumpsters of meat shops where their bodies will not be found. Sucks to be a person, and you die, and then you just end up one of those cadavers. Yeah, and then you're just missing sucks, forever. Sucks, dude. Um, no IRB approval was sought for this real secret range of experimentations. Uh, oh, you mean Johns Hopkins didn't fund it? No. Oh, see, then, this, then here's a weird sentence. The high command oversees all operations and designates potential targets. Yeah, it's Nazis. That's what I'm getting. Those subjects are provided food and water. The site admits nutritional status is usually irrelevant as none of those test subjects survive long enough except the pregnant women. What makes the human experiment such a phenomenon is that in addition to its amorality, the test data of the hypothermia and bleach injection experiments are eerily convincing. 
all we may never know whether the human experiment is real or just an elaborate hoax, it wouldn't be the first time man has stooped to such a moral low. Uh, for example, we have the Unit 731 in Japan during World War II and, of course, Dachau in Nazi Germany mm-hmm. during the same time frame. The site has not been updated since 2011, so it's possible that people were caught, but the site was never taken or down. Or it was fake and they just gave up on it. And that's possible, too. Here's another one, and I've heard of this one. It's called Daisy's Destruction. As previously stated, 80% of the deep web users are there for the abuse of children, and it's no rough guesstimate. That number arrived at the result of a six-month study by England's University of Portsmouth. Two, February 2015 arrests shed light on not only one of the extremes of that 80%, but also the depths of human depravity. Now, I do want to tell you guys, some of the stories that I'm going to tell you guys about are disturbing. So I think I've heard of Daisy's destruction. Daisy's, Daisy's destruction, destruction is really bad. Um, so at this point, we... Uh, Peter Scully, the 51-year-old Australian native currently awaiting trial in the Philippines for rape, torture, murder, murder, and fraud. Before his arrest, Scully ran an international pay-per-view site on the deep web in which he and his female partner, Carmen Ann Alvarez, raped and tortured at least eight young girls, including one infant. The site featured a series of videos titled Daisy's Destruction, and online visitors paid hundreds of dollars to watch them. Naturally, public outcry sparked an international manhunt. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it keeps updating, so the page keeps moving on me. Um, and in 2014, Philippine authorities teamed up with the National Police of the Netherlands, who incidentally began their own investigation to the case sometime earlier. Ultimately, though, Scully's downfall came after two potential victims escaped and were able to identify Alvarez. Alvarez confessed and revealed the locations of the houses in which the crimes took place. Beneath one such house, authorities unearthed a shallow grave containing the body of a small girl who, according to Alvarez, was featured in Daisy's destruction. Scully was detained shortly after Alvarez's confession. Though his motives remain unclear, a remorseful Scully recently appeared in an interview with 60 Minutes when she appears baffled by his own actions, stating, I don't know why I did it. I wasn't like that in Australia. Scully is currently in the process of writing a tell-all journal of his crimes. If convicted, Scully will face a life sentence for not only the aforementioned crimes, but also for scamming 20 or so investors out of a whopping $2.68 million while working as an Australian businessman. And there's a link to the Scully interview. So, there you go. There's hmm. that Daisy's destruction is honestly one of the... That guy deserves a death penalty. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Kill his ass, dude. Um, yeah, that is honestly one of the more infamous stories that have come mm-hmm. from the deep web and, and it's one of the most well known um, so we talked about the Silk Road originally launched in 2011 uh, like I said you can go there you can get drugs of different use um, and everything is done through cryptocurrency so you don't trade through dollar bills or whatever your uh, national currency is it's all um now, before Doge and all that, everything was exclu- exclusively Bitcoin, mm. and I don't know if that's changed, but it was all Bitcoin. Um, the dealer would mail his brand out in an unmarked box, and users rate and review product, thus maintaining quality dealers and weeding out the scammers. Um, whether the result of greed or vigilante capitalism, free market authorization, or simply a belief in providing safe and convenient access to mind-altering substances, the Silk Road is here to stay in one form or another, and it's much like the whack-a-mole history of the Pirate Bay. For each time the FBI has shut down the site, it did it once in 2013 yep. and again in 2014. 
a new row pops up in its place. Uh, TSR has been functioning without its head since October 2013 when the founder and owner, Ross Wilbur Ubricht, was arrested in a public library. By all estimates, the Silk Road will continue to carry on and is now known as Silk Road 3.0. There's one story that I read about, and I have no doubt that it's real. There was a, a young man in his late teens. He was like 17 or 18 years old. Him and a buddy, for whatever reason, decided to go on deep web and buy weed through the deep web. Well, for whatever reason, this dealer was actually local and said, well, I'll meet you in, in the warehouse district of our town at such such time. The two boys go out there and no one ever showed up. So here they thought they got scammed. They go back to their house and they see that there's a bedroom light on that was not on when they left. They go into the house thinking that maybe the sister was home and they get in and they hear footsteps and then silence. They call out for the sister's name. The sister wouldn't answer. They go upstairs. They see that the light to that particular bedroom that they saw outside is now off and there's no one that can see in the house. And they're like, well, someone's definitely here. Well, two boys being dumb and, and, and young d- don't call the cops. They go searching the house for whoever's in the house. And in their parent or the one boy's uh, parents' bedroom, because the other one's just a friend, they see a man dressed in all black and the guy sees him they freak out and he runs away the 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 other guy the third party does they believe that he was connected to the drug deal and that basically what he does is lure them away from the house go to the house robs the house and then leaves and they think they caught him in the act but they have no way of knowing it. Now, that I did not get from Thought Catalog. That's a story that I remember reading a couple years ago. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, let's see. Trying to find a decent one so you guys have an idea of what actually is in this. Um, you also have... Uh, sports games that you can uh, there was a site that I just passed and it just gives you an idea it's basically fixed sports betting so it's a site that tells you hey these games have been fixed these games have been rigged these boxing matches whatever it is we're telling you they're rigged and then you could go to like DraftKings make your wage and that's a guaranteed hit yeah that's highly illegal too yes it is um, there's another page called Euro Arms. It's a clandestine digital black market, and it's for the dealing of firearms in Europe. The uh, Irish mob probably gets involved in it. I would imagine. Well, and, and something else, too. In Europe, there's a lot of countries in Europe that have very, very strict gun laws. Yeah. Um, like England, for example, um, every single firearm you own has to be registered. And you can only own certain kinds of firearms. Um, matter of fact, in England right now, um, there's certain knives that you're not even allowed to have. Yeah. I think it's like you can't have like kitchen knives over three inches and stuff like it's nuts. Honestly, most countries have stricter gun laws than we do. Yeah, <laughs> most of them. There's a few that don't. Um, yeah. Most of them do, yeah, though. Yeah, a lot of, especially in Europe. But there's some that don't. But um, so. This page here on the deep web basically makes it to where you can buy whatever you want. 
Yeah. It's like the Amazon of legal arms trading. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and they do range from country to country. Germany has got different laws than England. Ireland's got different laws than, you know, Switzerland, Italy. Um, and But these here, this website here, it deals exclusively with countries in the European Union. So if you're a Union, European country not in the EU, they don't yeah. deal with you, which now is England, actually, ironically. So um, with it, users can swap Bitcoins for AKs. The site offers a variety of military-grade small arms uh, that, like drugs ordered in Silk Road, arrive through the mail upon purchase. Although EA is willing to ship out guns, they don't sell ammunition. But that shouldn't be too hard to find out there on the deep web. The EA maintains a decent reputation, so if you need a pistol in a pinch, this place has you covered. Um, There's also games on the deep web. Um, There's a game, it's very infamous, and it's actually supposedly cursed, so believe that if you want but the game is called sad satan and it's a horror game on the deep web and so if you like horror games um it's for you it references charles manson Adolf hitler it's got clips uh like weird audio clips music um really digitally like off like it's weird um there's a redditor that's played the game and he's decrypted hidden messages throughout the game and it's being said the game threatens you and your life as you go further and further into the dark chamber that is sad satan um there was Hmm. one story that i heard that supposedly that if you finish the game um people will come kill you (laughs) that's the story that i've heard okay that the threat it, that that they take that they take those threats very seriously. That as the game threatens you, mm-hmm. like this redditor says, but he quit playing it because supposedly it's just so long that you can't finish it. But supposedly, and I've heard stories that upon finishing the game, the people who monitor you through the game they make sure that you don't. But if you do, they will come kill you. So there you go. Um. So. There's a guy that said um, that he was found a website where he found that there's a website that they'll make products out of human flesh. Yeah. Uh, food, wallets, belts. Um, another website, which you don't need on the dark web, it tells you how to summon demons. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of stuff. Um Ooh, banned books. You can go, there's a place called the Tor Library, and you can go read banned books. Man. Anonymous, they have files on there. Anonymous sellers advertise their goods on topic. Oh, sorry, not Anonymous, the group. It's a, but they basically, they'll sell credit card information, social security numbers, stuff like that. Uh, fake identification, passports. Oh, you can get a fake ID or passport. Oh, an American passport will cost you 700 euros or $973.91. There you go. So if you need a fake American passport, there you go. Um, wow. Uh, okay, so here's a bit of information. Tor is sponsored by the United States Department of State Bureau of Democracy, the Human Rights and Labor, the Ford Foundation, the Swedish International Development Corporation Agency, and among other government-backed groups. Wow. <laughs> okay. There's a little information. Didn't know that. Wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, not really. Oh. 
Okay. So you can buy the spirits of children from abortions and miscarriages. Really? For one site says you can buy this vessel that has a child spirit in it for $158, another one for 120 Oh, look, they're all from Thailand. Okay. Shocker there. Um, oh, wow. So if you go on the deep web, this one guy says, you just type in opentopia.com. He doesn't say why. He just says it's pretty effed up. So mm. knock yourself out. UFO bridal store. Okay, so there's a lot of crap on there. And yeah. I'm not going to go through it all. But um, pretty much anything you want that's seedy, you can have it. I. Mm. Okay, so one personal story that I have, mm. and then we can wrap it up. Um, so when I was on there. And this is kind of, and this is a site that I like I said everything I, I went on I stumbled on I I didn't intentionally search for anything that's what they all say well I want to make that clear because that's what they all say I know I didn't I didn't know how to navigate it right and even after like my third weekend I still really didn't know I would just you get, were literally web surfing yeah just wherever it took you I mean literally like when you guys go down like the YouTube rabbit hole or like a podcast rabbit hole or Google that's what I was literally doing, but the hole was really big, yeah. and I'm just basically hitting the wall on the way down. And I venture onto this one page, and a lot of and something else to note is a lot of the website names with index names are incredibly misleading, yeah. and they do that for a reason. Um, so I click on this one, not knowing what it's going to take me to. It takes me to this site, and it was the weirdest pornography I'd ever seen in my life. I mean, and I've been a teenage boy. I've seen a lot of weird stuff. This stuff would make the most seasoned person shut off the internet. I've never for had a while. the drive or urge to just let's watch weird stuff. You know what I mean? Right. When it comes to that. I dude, I've I, never had the I don't know. I can just say that it was It just, it just, it just. For people with problems. Oh yeah, I like mean, if you, gotta you enjoy have it, you definitely have problems. You gotta have massive problems. But yeah. I mean, like I said, because like I said, the name. I'm like, well, what's this? I mean, at one point while I was surfing, I'm literally clicking on each index just to see what it would take me to, and it take me to this page, and I'm like, oh no. And now, now, also to mind you, none of the indexes that I found were like human trafficking pages or children pornography. God. Yeah. Um, now, something, and here's another story too, and I actually read several stories like this, and I know I said I would wrap it up, but this is the last thing. There were several stories, and this is why you got to be careful and have a VPN. And these are, and, and the, the general story here is the same from these individuals is that they would go on to a certain index, they would click, and then a chat window would pop up, be like, we see you. We know who you are yeah. because they didn't have a VPN. So now their whole IP address. I'm way too paranoid to have to deal with that, yeah. dude. So their IP address was visible and they would know who they are. This one guy, this one story was like, no, you don't. And he's like, no, that we do. And he said, your a address gives them 
house number, street address, city, state. And we're going to guess that you're the 15-year-old son and your parents' names gives the parents' names. And he's like, oh, I have messed up. So he's freaking out. He goes out into the living room and tells his mom and dad, look, I got on the deep web. We're in trouble. These people know who we are. They call the cops. What the son didn't realize was is by closing the window, he shuts off the portal, Mm -hmm. right? Because now he would have to go back into the deep web and find the exact index that he was on, click it, find it, and open it back up. So the cops can do nothing now. And that's what they asked him. They said, okay, do you have the window up? And he's like, no. He goes, oh, then we have nothing. Well, technically by just saying, by reading the kid's address and... You know, public inf- or information like that. You're not breaking the law. They didn't do anything wrong at that point. No. Only if they showed up on his property were they wrong. The mom and dad, though, and luckily, I guess they were like upper middle class. So the father was like, I don't know, like like upper management in this like company and was able to transfer out of state. So they moved. Mm-hmm. And they did all because of this one kid's visit on the deep Dude, web. Dude, I... And, and there's a lot of stories like that. That kid would, I'd be telling my kid, you're not getting on the computer until you're in college. And that's the thing is I didn't even know what the deep web was until probably like four years ago. I had no idea. I didn't even know yeah. it existed. And then I would read stories about it, stories about it, stories about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this. <laughs> because it's just like when we got, when we're going to go out Randonautica, because we can. And that's my whole thing. Because we can. And again, yeah. since we can, we're going to. And, and that's what I thought. I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can perfectly do this on my cell phone. And I did. And I regret it to a point now. Yeah. That's yeah. how that's how me and you think differently. Because you're like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to do it. I'm just thinking, that's a cool story, but I don't want to do it. See, like, there, no, don't get me wrong. There's things that in this world that I would not do. Right. Just because I, there's just no point in it for me. But, like, ghost hunting, for example. Mm-hmm. I want the experience. Because it's harmless. It, for the most part, yes. Yeah. I would love to have a UFO sighting that I can say that's not an airplane or a drone. That's definitely a UFO. Right. You know, whether that's it's not, interdimensional it's kinda, or extra. To be honest with you, it's kind of overhyped because nobody ever believes you when you tell the story. So. Well, I mean, yeah, but hardly anyone wants kinda to tell the story either. So, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. But I would still want to experience it. I. I don't necessarily want to go up in the spaceship with them, but I wouldn't mind want to see it. Like, oh, yeah, there it is. Right. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind encountering a cryptid if they're real. Uh, not necessarily like a Wendigo or a Skinwalker if they're real. But, you know, if there are cryptids like, I don't know, we'll say a leprechaun, I would be cool with that. Yeah. I'm just saying there are things in this world that's a little creepy and a little, you know, supernatural that I wouldn't mind encountering. Um, as long as it's, you know, mostly harmless, I'd yeah. be cool with that. But, yeah, there's other stuff, like, I don't want to, I don't want, like, if I was on the deep web, I wouldn't want to stumble on the child porn. No. I don't want to stumble on you would never forget it. human experiments. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's stuff I wouldn't want to stumble on. Um, but... To be clear, that stuff out there does exist. And so if you are thinking, you know what, I might want to check that out, 
you better be protecting yourself because I'm, I mean, yeah. you're an adult. Most likely if you're listening to this, you're probably an adult and you're going to do what you want to do anyway. But if you do decide to do it, protect yourself, get a VPN, right. hide your address, hide, make sure that your IP address is hidden. Cause what it does is basically a lot of times it'll either block your IP address from being viewed or it'll issue a fake one. Right. So protect yourself. Yeah. Practice safe. Protect yourself before you wreck yourself. That's right. Wrap it before you stack it. So, yeah. you know, just be safe. Just whatever you do, be safe. You know, obviously, I would say from my own personal experience, the general surfing of the deep web is pretty underwhelming. It's the darker parts of the human nature that yeah. show up in the deep web that make it sort of taboo. Well, it is taboo. And then once you see it, just something like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. So, you know, be advised is what I'm saying. So with that well, said, um, interesting topic. Yeah. Um, pretty cool stuff for the most part, but um, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I'm going, like I said, glad to be back in the studio recording. Uh, you know, just holidays and illness kind of got into the way. Um, yeah, I'm definitely anyway. gonna do, I'm definitely going to do more stuff for like the YouTube channel. Uh, try to get more content on YouTube. We we still have our little skit written for y'all. We just got as make, of this time, together. we're planning on making. A little Rananautica video. That's our plans. But yep. if we get there and it sucks, then it's like, well, we just wasted time. If we don't have enough material, we can't make a video. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, and my thing is, is like, it's just like ghost hunting. I feel, and that's what I feel is going to happen. Is I don't think, like, if if this first round doesn't produce anything, it doesn't mean the second trip won't. No. Um, but you know, we, it might not produce a video. It just might not produce a video right away. Yeah. But I'll try to keep you uh, things going on YouTube. You know, with different like many episodes or video episodes like I did with the JFK thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you guys haven't seen that, that's the most recent addition to the YouTube channel. Uh, pretty cool little clip I showed. Um, gore a little bit. But anyway, um, planning some adventures for the podcast, for YouTube, and for you guys. Um, Teespring store, as I say, is always there. And again, just remind you, we're not pocketing that money. We haven't even... The little bit of money that we've made off the podcast and off uh, Teespring, we have not withdrawn any of that money. No. And there's not much there, but we've not withdrawn any of it. Because it's not enough for the... You have to hit a limit before you can withdraw it. It's yeah. not even enough. So, so any money that we've that has gone into the podcast has literally been our own money. So, And we're not doing this for the money anyway. We just think that having merch out there would be really cool. Yep. I have my own, t- my own t-shirt. I wear it at least once a week. I love that thing. It's comfortable. The material is actually a lot softer than I thought it would be. Yep. So get yourself a sweatshirt. Get yourself a hoodie or... A cup. Oh, yeah, a cup. A Those cup. are cool. Who can... Everybody needs a cup. A scarf, whatever, you know. Yeah, fanny packs. There's yep. all kinds of stuff on there. So shop and see what you like. Um, and like I said before, we've got it set to the lowest possible percentage of profitability we can do to try to keep that price reasonable because teespring does have a high price threshold so we've got it like i think it's like three percent that's as low as we can go to make a little bit of money for ourselves because most of the money goes to teespring not to us so just keep that in mind when you go in there and you get sticker shock okay um but other than that i got nothing further we're gonna go out and explore for a little bit hope you guys have a good rest of the week and see you guys later Bye-bye.